0: This is the Revival Podcast. Thank you for joining me this day. Well, today I'd like to talk about the blind side that was one of my all-time favorite movies. And I'm bringing it up because I just you know, right in this time and age, you can just feel that it's good versus evil. You know, um it just you can't you can't put a party on it. It's just good versus evil. Um I brought up this movie because I just... I absolutely love the movie. And I I want to say something about this. Because um, if you've seen the movie, you know it was about this black young man that was taken in by this white family. And he became part of their family um, as the movie portrays. And... Uh, he ends up being. He end up turning his life around, and he made the NFL. But now, all of a sudden, he's suing that family, and because he said he didn't get royalties from that movie, and it, it just really disappoints me. But I wanted to say that regardless of if the story was a lie or not a lie, it was a great movie. You know, and and you have these people are getting on Sandra Bullock, on a movie she made a very long time ago, and she won an Academy Award for it. And they're getting on her about it, and I'm thinking to myself, how stupid is that? At that time, she believed that the movie that she was in was based on a true story and she did the movie and that's that it was a good movie like I said whether it was a true story or not a true story it would have been a hit she did a wonderful job she deserved the awards but what's going on with the family today And she has nothing to do with that. And people are giving her a hard time about making a movie 10 years ago. Like, she was like... (laughs) How can she change something that happened years ago? And regardless of... There was nothing wrong with the movie. So, I mean, it was a great movie. That's why it made lots of money. So anyways... um, I've been reading little bits here and there because... Um, again, I thought it was a good movie. Um, it was supposedly based on a true story. And, you know, there's two sides to every story. And I just, I know some of the information, but I don't know all the information. I guess Michael Orr is suing the Tui family, which they, they were the ones that, you know, brought him into their family or whatever. I guess... Supposedly, um, what happened is he said he found out this year that um, he wasn't really adopted. He was manipulated into signing paperwork, which um, made the Two conservatives over him, you know, instead of being adopted. and I'm, And if you really think about it, conservatorshipism, or being a conservatorship, they had, like, legal, um, legal, they were, they could handle his legal things, you know, they're like guardians, whatever, and... And I guess he was saying how it was a lie, how they call he they the Tui family called him their adoptive son, and they never mentioned it was a conservatorship instead of an adoption. And when they when this all was going on, he was eighteen years old, you know. But I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, they just wanted to be be responsible for him, I guess, because they. He was going to uh, Mississippi State and um, that was their alma mater. He was going there out of respect for them or whatever because you know he is part of the family and he wanted to uh, you know follow in the family footsteps because they were really close. And uh, so the twoeys were saying that they couldn't adopt him because of you know NCAA rules and that. In, in a again, I don't know much about the NCAA rules, but it sounds something that is kind of would be reasonable. But I mean, again, I don't know the NCAA rules or whatever, and it just he en- ends up wanting he said he never got anything from the royalties from that movie and he said it was a lie that they kept ca- call him a, his adoptive son when he, they were just a conservative conservators and he w- felt like betrayed because he thought he was adopted and in, in my eyes at his age you know what would be the point of getting adopted at 18 you know they took responsibility for him and that's almost the same thing so they always in that period of time from when they met him in high school till all the way through the you know through the NFL draft or whatever they treated the young man like he was family and now because of he finds out that it was a conservatorship and not in a real adoption. All of a sudden, he's mad, and and that he, and the fact that he didn't get any royalties or something. Again, I don't know the full story. Um, he went into the NFL, and with a conservatorship. Uh, I don't know how many people pay attention like Britney Spears or whatever, but her father had a conservatorship and he controlled all of her finances and what she could do and all that. And it's like they didn't do that to him. They had this they they had conservatorship over him, but they didn't do that to him. And so I'm thinking to myself, well maybe they didn't tell him about the royalties to the movie or something because they figured while he's in the NFL now, he makes enough money, maybe this won't be a big deal. Again, I don't know. That part's an assumption. But, like, um, it said in an article that I was reading that the family only made less than a million. Still a lot of money, but that's just, like, a drop in a bucket compared to what he was making, you know, in the NFL, and if if the Tuie's were such evil people out to rip this guy off, why didn't they take control of his contract because he was his 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 conservator, you know? So they, so why didn't they meddle in his business dealings? They didn't. They kind of just went their own ways, and you know, and that's that. And I guess I want to get you know off of the story part but there's just bits and pieces of the of the story that's going on now that it, it just doesn't make sense i mean they said that he filed something a while back in 2021 i think it was and but like again like i said he said he just found out and you know this recently i don't remember when they said it was like recently this year but anyways Again, I talked about good and evil. It's just, you know, this was a beautiful story. They made this young man part of their family. And as far, you know, up until the NFL draft, they treated him like family or whatever. And they probably did afterwards, because this was from like 2000... I think 2004, maybe... And then they made the movie in 2009 or 2010. So, from my understanding, I mean, how would they benefit off taking this young man in? Did they know he was going to make the NFL? Did they know he was good enough to make Mississippi State? They didn't know any of that stuff. So, how are they really trying to make money off of him? You know, it's just to me... I don't know how they're really, again, they're his his conservators, so why didn't, they could have meddled in his contract for the NFL. You know, if it was the same type of rules as Britney Spears' conservatorship, that's my only reference of conservatorship, because that was in the news constantly, how she was being treated unfairly through her conservatorship. And so, like, that, I don't, I'm assuming all conservatorships are roughly the same, but I don't know. Um, but they pretty much let him do whatever he wanted with his businesses, you know. Now, if again, if they didn't give him, they said they gave him, you know, shares of the of the uh, royalties from the movie, and you know. If, if that's the case, then, you know, hopefully they save some kind of receipts showing that, hey, we gave them this amount of money. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just a mess, and it's really sad. Because, like I said, from 2004 to at least 2009 and a little bit beyond that, because all of a sudden this is coming up, he was made to be felt like family. Now, regardless if it was a conservatorship or an adoption, why does the label matter? If they're treating him like their own son, if they're like treating him like his own, his own, their own son, you know, he he ended up saying he was manipulative, manipulated to sign this thing, and it's like you obviously felt like they they loved you, so you agreed to do that. I mean, like I said, it's, uh, I don't the money that they supposedly supposedly you know made wasn't like, you know one million dollars is a lot of money, but it's not like you know it's not like they were embezzling a ton of money like but if they did offer him that money or whatever, They need to bring out the things and show that, you know, and I just easier said than done because now that he's went against them or whatever, and they probably feel betrayed, you know, because of all the stuff they really did treat him like family. Regardless of whatever the royalty thing was going on, they treated him like family. They didn't shun him. And he never said that he was treated poorly in any of the things that I read. He was just, you know, he just said he didn't get any royalties from the movie. And the Tui family said they did give him royalties from the movie. So, you know, what I'd like to see... You know, it would be even a better story as if somehow the Tuohys could maybe somehow settle up with them. I don't know how. And, and actually forgive them. Say, you know what? Obviously, things that have changed and we feel bad that you you feel that way, that you, that you don't feel like part of our family or whatever. But we did everything, you know, that we could to show you that. We love you or whatever. And, and then somehow forgive him, you know. Because I think someone got into that guy, young man's ear, Michael Orr's ear, and was really pushing him to do something, which is a shame. You know, it's just like, I just think he was manipulated into thinking that he was wronged. You know, and and it's just, like I said, he was treated like a family member whether it was the right paperwork or not. And now, like again, like I said, now that relationship is now harmed. And it was a beautiful relationship. And who knows now if it, it can be fixed. But again, like I said, it would be a really cool story if you know they ended up forgiving him and be able to move forward, say, "You know what? things didn't work out. we don't hate you, you know, but it's really too bad that you feel this way and you know, and be able to move on with their lives without having anger. But I know that you know when you get betrayed, you feel incredibly hurt. And again, I I just feel bad for Michael Orr because, you know, he just threw something away that was special to him at, at one time. And I don't, you know, it's something to pray for him about, you know. Again, I feel like someone got in his ear. And, you know, you notice how people in today's society will take a word and they'll, like, just broaden it to where it could mean anything or whatever. I mean, again, it was just a word, conservator or adoption. I mean, if it comes out that they wronged them some other way other than money over this movie, well, that's one thing. But if it's just because of the royalties of this movie, then that's just a really crappy thing to, to throw away this relationship that he had with that family. Because as far as I know, the, the only thing that he's really saying was a lie was that he's saying that they adopted me when they had a conservatorship. But if if you're treating someone like they're part of your family like they supposedly were. He's not denying that. He's just saying, well, they didn't adopt me. I signed something was manipulated into signing something else. What difference does it make whether it's a conservatorship or adoption at that age? I mean, I don't see where they were taking advantage of them. I, I really don't. Again, maybe some more stuff will come out and I'll have to change my mind, but I can't see how they would have taken advantage of that whole thing. I just think again, I think someone got into his ear and, and was saying stuff about adoption and conservatorship, and you know, you know, just because they said this is my adoptive son and didn't mention it was a conservatorship, because they felt they he was part of their family. They considered him a son. He might not have been, quote, their real son, but they did have to take responsibilities for him. I take that back. They chose to take responsibility for him during a certain point in his life, and then they moved on, and he moved on. So I really, that that whole thing really bothers me, Again, it was a beautiful story about a family taking in someone that was, un, you know, an unfortunate, I'm saying that wrong, someone who had it worse than them. They took him in and loved him and, again, treated him like he was family, and it's just a shame that that it's being destroyed, you know. It was a beautiful story of black and white getting together and not seeing black and white. They only saw love. And, and it's very disturbing that everything that that is good is getting destroyed. So, anyways, let's just pray together as a family. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father God, I just ask that everybody who's listening, Father God, that we would have the mindset of, we're all your children. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of background we are or what race, creed, or whatever, Lord. We just love you, Jesus, and we know that you came for all of us. And we're all equal in your eyes, Lord. And help us to, to just see people like Jesus would see people. All of us are children of God and in this community, and it doesn't matter what we look like, Lord. And I, I pray, Lord, that you give us a heart of, of loving everybody. Obviously, Lord, we we pray for the grace to discern, um, you know, that situation. I mean, you do love everybody, but that doesn't mean everybody loves you, Lord. But um, in our community, we love you. (laughs) And I just pray for the grace that we be able to love others like you love us, Lord. And please give us a, a... a heart of of forgiveness if people hurt us lord please help us not to hurt back but please help us to forgive them lord and the wisdom to be able to deal with it in a way like you would you know lord and and if we do lash out lord please just forgive us because usually hurt people will hurt hurt others and we don't want to be hurtful people Lord we just want to share love Lord so that we can always praise you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Father God I just pray for everybody who's listening Lord to just move in their hearts and minds Lord and draw them closer to you each day Lord because without you we really don't have anything Lord we want to live that eternity with you Thank you for always hearing our prayer in Jesus' name. All right, guys. I I, sometimes, like, I don't know. It's very disappointing, you know, that that had to happen. Because I love the Blind Side movie. It was a great movie, but it was also just a beautiful story. Unfortunately, again, I feel like the devil's just trying to manipulate people to wreck it. And and that's a shame, and if you have time, maybe say a little prayer for that situation, you know, because, you know, it just, it's just sad. We just need to pray for people because, again, um, some people will be going to hell because there's nobody to pray for them. So let us be the people that pray for them, and let us be the inspiration that they might need to be able to get to heaven because we want as many people to go to heaven as possible. All right. God bless. This is the revival. God- <laughs> Sorry. This is the revival podcast.